0: Hi, it's Dave. This morning, Tesla announced that they're going to raise up to $2.3 billion in a common stock offering. In this video, I'm going to share my thoughts on why Tesla is raising this money and how we can process it as Tesla shareholders. First, you might be asking, what is a common stock offering? A common stock offering is when a company creates new shares and sells those shares in order to raise money. So in the case of Tesla, they're creating new shares so they can sell and raise money. And so the total number of shares outstanding or available increases. And so for each shareholder, their share of the company actually decreases. So the next question is how much dilution is gonna occur with Tesla's common stock offering? Tesla announced they're raising $2 billion with an option for the brokers to purchase an additional $300 million with the shares up to 30 days after the offering. So it's about a $2.3 billion offering, usually these brokers exercise the option to purchase these additional shares, so we'll see what happens. And sometimes the company increases the amount of their offering if they find out demand is actually higher than they expected. I wouldn't be surprised if Tesla actually increases the amount of the offering slightly after they find out the demand for their shares. If it becomes a $2.3 billion offering or so, at a stock price at around $750, that equals about 3 million shares, roughly. So we're adding those 3 million shares to the existing number of total shares there are for Tesla. My favorite place to look up the total number of outstanding shares is the Wall Street Journal, WSJ.com. Go to their Tesla stock page. You can type into Google WSJ. TSLA, go to that page and you'll see the current number of outstanding shares. I usually find that that page is the most up-to-date. Currently, Tesla has about 180 million outstanding shares. And so if we add 3 million shares to that total, Tesla will have about 183 million shares outstanding after the offering. By adding 3 million additional shares, that is diluting existing shareholders by 1.7%. If you're a Tesla shareholder right now, that means after the stock offering, you're gonna own 1.7% less of the company. But on the flip side, the company is gonna have $2 billion or more in cash than they had before. So you're decreasing your ownership in the company slightly, but the company's financial situation is increasing and improving. Next, let's look at what I personally think about this dilution of Tesla's common stock offering. Generally speaking, I dislike dilution. I think because a lot of people tend to underestimate the power and the impact that dilution has over time. However, in this case of Tesla raising money right now, I think it's a great idea. Because when you raise money, you want to raise money in a position of strength at a time where you don't really need the money and people are excited and they see the vision of your company and they're willing to give you money to grow faster. What you don't want to do is you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you absolutely need the money to survive. Without the money, you're not going to survive. When that happens, that's negotiating from a position of weakness. And in that case, the people who are buying the shares have the upper hand. And oftentimes, you're diluting your company more than you expect at a lower share price. Let me give you an example. If Tesla was to raise the same amount of money, $2.3 billion or so, at a stock price of $300 then they would have to actually issue about 7.5 million shares. And that would dilute shareholders at about 4.2%. Now in that case, that's actually quite a big dilution, 4.2%. Compared to the dilution right now, which would be about 1.7%. You notice it's the same amount of money they raise, but the stock price being at 750 or 800 or so, changes the equation drastically. Personally, I think it's a great idea. You're increasing your cash in the bank, giving security more stability to your company, all at a small dilution of 1.7% or so. The next question is, why does Tesla need money now? And I thought they had $6 billion in the bank. There's actually a ton of very compelling reasons why I think Tesla is raising money and needs actually the extra cash. The most important overarching reason is because it allows Tesla to be a bit more aggressive in their expansion and growth plans. Now with $6 billion or so already in the bank, they don't necessarily need this money to survive. And they don't necessarily need this money to be a successful company and to grow. However, by having an extra few billion dollars in the bank, it gives that extra cushion and opens up several options. One example is they could be more bold in acquiring new companies. Let's say there's a great company out there for $500 million or a billion dollars or so that could really just expand Tesla's growth plans. And Tesla having this extra, let's say $2 billion or so, it really gives them that extra option to be able to expand and acquire new companies if they want to. Next, Tesla can open up more gigafactories at a more aggressive pace. Sure, they could still have opened up gigafactories and grow significantly over the years, even without, let's say, raising this capital. But by raising a couple extra billion dollars, it just helps them to be a little bit more aggressive, maybe in opening that that extra gigafactory a bit earlier and pushing up their timelines. Next, Doing a stock offering like this can actually improve their credit rating. Because it's a pure common stock offering, they're not taking on new debt or new loans and it's not a convertible loan either. So it's pretty much just raising money, they just get cash in the bank. Because of that, their credit rating, I think, is going to improve. It helps get lower rates and improves their overall financial stability. Next, it actually looks good in front of suppliers and you think like, wait a minute, why is that important? Actually, it's very important if you portray yourself and you're viewed publicly as a very solid company with a lot of cash in the bank, this actually puts suppliers at ease and it actually gives you a stronger negotiation position. It allows you maybe to negotiate a little bit harder and to get a slightly lower price on certain parts. It also puts your suppliers at ease with their payment terms. Next, the stock offering is fantastic because it's a great preparation for a possible recession. Now, I know nobody likes to talk about recession, especially after a long bull run like this. However, recessions are inevitable. It's just part of the economic cycle. The big question is when, and that's the difficult thing. And for a company like Tesla, it's wise just to be prepared in case at any moment. Tesla's been very fortunate over, let's say, the past eight years or so, when they've ramped Model S and X and Model 3, and now they're ramping Model Y, they haven't experienced a severe recession during that period of growth. However, things can change. Having more cash in the bank like this helps Tesla to weather any financial storm or macroeconomic concerns. Raising a few billion dollars for a 4.2% dilution, I don't think it's a great idea, but raising a few billion dollars for a 1.7% dilution, I think it's a fantastic idea. It's a small percent dilution, but you can gain a lot of stability and open up a lot of options. But most importantly, it lets you be a little bit more aggressive in your growth plans, and that's a fantastic thing for Tesla. And the last reason, which is kind of a minor one, it kind of mentals the shorts and the bears. If you think about it, a lot of the complaints against Tesla from the antagonists have been about their balance sheet and how they have so much debt or they don't have much cash or they're gonna go bankrupt, right? That's the whole thesis of Tesla Q. But by raising a couple extra billion dollars and after the stock offering, they'll probably have over $8 billion in cash. This completely obliterates the whole Tesla Q thesis that Tesla doesn't have cash or is not in a strong financial position. So what does this all mean for the battery and investor day that's coming up in a few months? As a Tesla investor, you probably already know about this much anticipated battery investor day that's coming up probably in April of 2020. At this Battery Investor Day, Tesla is planning to release and show their battery plans. In fact, Elon Musk has already hinted that they need to increase their battery production probably 20 or 30 or even 40 times the amount that they have right now. And in order to accomplish their long-term goals, they're likely going to have to raise money. By raising money right now, it kind of puts investors at ease because they could just go to the Battery Investor Day and listen without having this anticipation, expectation that Tesla's gonna raise right away after that event. In other words, I think it really allows investors to have less skepticism about the Battery Investor Day as solely a pitch to raise money. Rather, it allows Elon Musk and Tesla just to have freedom to explain and to show their long-term plans for massive battery cell production and to produce a ton of new vehicles. I think what Tesla is going to show at the Battery Investor Day is just going to blow our minds. The scale of what Elon Musk is thinking about and planning for I think is very underestimated. It reminds me of the tour I took of the Gigafactory near Reno when it first opened up. Tesla held an event and it was just a fantastic time to go and to see the entire Gigafactory at that time and the scale of the Gigafactory in Reno is just mind-blowing. I mean, it's something that is hard to explain and it doesn't come across in video or pictures. And if you have the chance, I strongly suggest to go and try to get a Gigafactory tour in Reno. It's just mind-blowing to see a building that's so huge it's just football fields, and football fields like long and it's tall and it's just so massive that it kind of is mind shattering in a way. It's like you think, how is it possible that a building, not just is this big, but how is it possible that Tesla needs a building this big to make that many batteries? In fact, it was so mind blowing for me, it took like a couple days after the event just to process the magnitude and the scale of the Gigafactory. It reminds me of a couple conversations I had in the past with D'Armode O'Connell. He was a Tesla executive from the very, very early days. And he had been with Tesla for probably over a decade or so. Um, And he was part of the inner circle at Tesla's Um, executive management team. The first time I met Diarmuid was after a Tesla event the next day and we were chatting for about five or 10 minutes and the thing that stuck out was he was talking about the scale and the magnitude of Elon's vision. He was noting how unique that was and how central the magnitude of Elon's vision was to Tesla as a company. Fast forward a year or two later, and the Gigafactory in Reno opened up and Tesla was having an event. And I met T.R. again the day after. He was leaving his hotel, and I caught him when he was going into his car. And we briefly talked for a couple minutes, and he was asking like what I thought about the Gigafactory and the tour and the event and all. And I told him, yeah, it was crazy. It's just so big. And he replied along the lines of saying that, yeah, that's how big Elon's vision is. And those words just kind of struck me the bigness and the magnitude and the scale of Elon's vision. I don't think most people really get this or understand it. You see, a lot of people, when they're faced with massive plans or massive scale, they're struck with fear, fear of massive failure, right? You want to take on this massive risk that just seems beyond any person's capacity to handle. And there's always like the doomsday scenario, right? You create the biggest massive battery factory, or let's say you create dozens of these huge battery factories that are mind-blowing in scale, and the fear is massive implosion, right? Anything or everything going wrong. Oftentimes, it's the easier path to take the more conservative route. Elon is making huge bets. His huge vision requires a huge amount of resources and infrastructure to support that. And what makes Elon Musk unique in the sense, is that for Elon, personal failure is not that big of a deal compared to planetary failure. What I mean is, a lot of times people think personal failure is like the end of the world, it's the worst thing that can happen. However, for Elon, he has a bigger picture view, he has a more long-term approach, and he looks at it and says, hey, if I fail individually, that's just me, right? If I go bankrupt, that's just me, one person, or my family, or even Tesla's a company, but, If our planet fails, and if our planet implodes, if there's something that happens to our planet negatively in a huge way, that's the entire human race. That type of failure completely outshadows my own personal failure. And with that type of insight, Elon is able to take risks that other CEOs and people just aren't able to do. Imagine this, a CEO of another company, they have a hit product like the Model 3 and they're ramping the Model Y and they're growing. They're gonna take a more conservative approach. They're gonna try to preserve what they have. And you'll likely see the CEO settle into more safer bets. However, for Elon, he's not really just trying to preserve what he has or what Tesla has. Rather, he's looking at the bigger picture. A, the planet is in trouble. We need to massively increase production of sustainable transport. He sees the future that he wants and the future that our planet needs, and he's willing to put that as a priority. There's a lot of execution that needs to happen in order to execute a vision and a plan to make multiple and massive gigafactories to support a vehicle production, let's say of 10 million or even 20 million per year. And with this massive execution, there are also risks involved. Nothing is taken for granted and nothing is guaranteed. In many ways, Tesla is like a continual startup. They're pushing the envelope and taking big risks in hope for big rewards as well. All right, the next question is, why did the stock price go up today? Well, regarding the stock price, like short-term movements, today's movements, it could really be anything, and I'm not gonna speculate whether the stock offering, per se, is gonna elevate stock, price for Tesla or decrease it. However, I think the initial reaction is positive overall by many people because it's so easy to understand. Even the quants, like the quantitative folks on Wall Street, they could look at this and say, wow, Tesla has six billion, now they have eight billion for a 1.7% dilution. That's not bad actually, right? And they could see that actually Tesla's balance sheet improves and there's little dilution for the company. It puts Tesla in a stronger position. And because there's so much upside with this common stock offering and little downside, I think it kind of makes sense for most people and that's my explanation of why I think the stock price is up today. Next question is, the stock price, market cap, shares outstanding, percent ownership, what's the difference? All right, now all of these are important concepts to understand as an investor. And I think the most truest form of ownership really is the percent of the company that you own and its market cap valuation, basically the valuation that the market at large is giving that company. And I think as an investor, that's like the first place to go. What percent of the company do I own and how much is this company worth? Now because it's difficult for investors to calculate, let's say the exact percent of the company, right? There's a sort of a hack, and the hack is the stock market and the stock price that we have out there. The stock price is what the market is willing to give for one share of that company. But you need to times that price by the total number of shares outstanding or available for that company. And that'll equal exactly the valuation or the market cap of the company. Market cap stands for market capitalization. The hierarchy to really understand like your ownership in a company, I think it's first what percent do you own? And then second, how many shares do you own? And then third, like what the price of each share is. All right, next question is what do I think about the timing of the stock offering? Over the years, Tesla has done different capital raises and there have been times where it wasn't the greatest of timing. Most recently, Tesla did a cap raise in I think about April of last year or so in the mid 200s. And at that time, I felt like the timing, I wish they would have raised a bit earlier when the stock price was in the mid 300s or so. It would have saved a lot of dilution. However, with timing, I think this stock offering was the perfect timing. Like I don't think Tesla could have planned it better. You see, when you raise money, you don't want to say raise money at the peak height because it could go down and it can actually hurt sentiment of investors. You want to raise money when you're in a position of strength, when you don't necessarily absolutely need the money, but it could help you to grow faster. And also, it helps to raise money at the right timing of stability. In other words, you don't want your stock price to be crazy up and down. Just recently in the past week or so, the volume of trading with Tesla shares has gone down dramatically in the stock market, which signals a type of stability. The momentum traders and people are just trying to manipulate the stock have kind of taken a back seat. So now you have more of a stable stock price and it's a great time for Tesla to come in and to raise some money and it's raising money with little downsides. You get $2 billion or more in the bank with about 1.7% dilution. All right, the next question is, can I buy stock in this stock offering? All right, this stock offering is not for us retail individual investors. This is for the big boys. These banks are acting as brokers and they're going to big pension funds and big funds around the world to pitch this offering. And this is for people and funds with hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to put a portion of their capital in an offering like this. If you want to buy into Tesla stock, it's as easy as opening a brokerage account and buying a couple shares in the open market. The last question is, I thought Elon said that he wasn't going to do a capital raise at the last earnings call. All right, first, everything that's said like on an earnings call, not just with Tesla, but with any company that you're analyzing and looking into, all of this stuff is very nuanced language and it's a nuanced approach. Like in a company, it's very fluid and there's a lot of things that change. Like for example, A CEO might not want to raise capital if the company is worth, let's say $50 billion, but if the company is worth $100 billion, maybe their mind changes and they wanna raise capital because the dilution effect is so much less. And so when Elon says, hey, we don't want to raise capital, we don't need capital, that was at a certain market cap valuation. As As Tesla jumped in market cap valuation, the equation changes now. The dilution effect is not as great, but the impact to raise a couple billion dollars is actually quite appealing. So here's the actual question and answer from the last earnings call. The question said, given the recent run in the share price, why not raise capital now and substantially accelerate the growth in production? For example, build the Gigafactories, investment in supercharger and customer service. Elon Musk replies and he says, well, we're actually spending money as quickly as we can spend it sensibly. So if there's any sensible way to spend money, we're spending it. There's no artificial holdback on expenditures. Anything that I see that looks like it's got good value for money, the answer is yes, immediately. But we're spending money, I think, efficiently, and we're not artificially limiting our progress. And then despite all that, we are still generating positive cash. So in light of that, it does not make sense to raise money because we expect to generate cash despite this growth level. So what Elon Musk is saying here is he's saying, hey, we've got a great cash position. We've got cash in the bank. We've got positive cash flow. And we're spending as aggressively as we like to right now. And so there's no reason for us to raise additional capital. However, the situation has changed. The stock price has jumped up to to the mid 700s or high 700s and now, the dilution effect is going to be a lot less. And so for Tesla to raise a few billion dollars, sure they might not need it to grow aggressively, but it could help them to make maybe a bit more aggressive decisions. Or it could help them, let's say in the case of a recession, or in the case of let's say a black swan event. So there are a lot of positives to actually having additional cash. Overall, I'm a big believer that Elon actually hates dilution as well. He doesn't want to dilute his shares or even the shares of his shareholders needlessly or unnecessarily. But if Elon Musk sees a capital raise as an opportunity to strengthen Tesla and also to help them improve their chances to more quickly transition the world to sustainable transport, then I think Elon Musk is open to dilution to a reasonable amount. And I think that's what this whole capital raise is about. It's about having a small dilutive effect on shareholders but bringing in a few extra billion dollars is gonna give Tesla, that extra bit of aggressiveness and boldness that they need to push the transition to sustainable transport even faster than before. Anyways, I hope you liked this video. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, please do so. In this channel, we're looking at investing in different topics through a different lens. We're going deeper. We're not just trying to follow the crowd or follow the herd. We're at shallow emotions and reactions. Rather, we're trying to look at different angles, try to get a clearer sense on what's really going on and that will give us an advantage as investors and that will help us to make better decisions and smarter decisions. Please go ahead and share this video with everyone you can. Share it on Reddit, on Facebook, on forums, share it with your friends, with an email. It would help to get the word out and let people know about this channel. Anyways, we'll see you in my next video, thanks.